This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Now we move on to another controversial issue. We have new bike lanes coming to Toronto, and I know that a lot of you have some very strong opinions about that. The changes follow yesterday's council meeting where it was decided to build at least 120 kilometers of new bike lanes, and that is roughly the driving distance from here to Niagara Falls over the next three years. The Bloor Street bike lanes, and those are very controversial, uh, they are going to be extended to High Park as early as next summer, And there will be potentially new bike lanes on University Avenue, as well as a pilot project on the Danforth uh, from Broadview all the way to Dawes Road. So um, I'm not sure if our phones are working. Perhaps our uh, producer could let me know if the phone lines are working. Uh, the numbers to call, hopefully they are. We are going to get them going. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Okay, the phone lines are not quite working yet, but right now we will go to Councillor Denzel Minim Wong, <coughs> excuse me, Ward 16, Don Valley East. Hi, Councillor Wong. Hi, Libby. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Excellent. Okay. So uh, you were uh, at the center of quite a dust-up over these bike lanes yesterday in City Council. Uh, uh, um, I'm not sure I was... There there were a few moments. Um, I think Councillor Matlow went a little rogue. Um, But, uh, you know, what do you do about it? Okay. So... uh, you know, it's it's one of those situations where I'm thinking that, uh, you know, people who are extreme bike advocates won't be happy, will think you're not going far enough. And people who are opposed to those bike lanes are thinking uh, that you're doing way too much. Yeah, I mean, Libby, I, you know, for good or ill, I, put, I was responsible for putting in the first separated bike lanes in the downtown after years of um, David Miller and his friends uh, talking about it we actually did it but uh, you know i have a i think i have a reasonable view that a lot of people agree with is um we can't have bike lanes on every street in the city we we should have a it's a it's a recognized mode of transportation we should have them in some places and they and it but but we don't have to have them in places where they're you know you're really you're going to conflict with a lot of folks trying to get in and out of the city and so you know some of the things they did i had some problems with so you know, they're putting, uh, you know, there's uh, the Jarvis Street putting uh, bike lanes on Jarvis Street, which I, I disagree with uh, because that's an important route in and out of the city. And then they, they're they looking at putting uh, more bike lanes on University Avenue. And that's another, um, you know, critical artery to move um, cars in and out of the city. So uh, you, you're not in favor of University Avenue? Absolutely not. Um, so, uh, you know, we could use some, so what I believe, Libby, and Jarvis Street's a great, a great example, 
we took out the Jarvis Street um, bike lanes um, that were never supported by the environmental assessment, and we put we put separated bike lanes on Sherburn. So so we provided actually a great option and a great uh, separated cycle uh, cycling option for for bicyclists on Sherburn on cycle for cyclists, but on Jarvis where we need to get traffic moving in and out of the downtown core, we left that clear for cars. So that, so if you take university, now another example, so many people need that to get in and, in and out of the downtown core. We could give cyclists options on the side streets that, you know, give them options to ride their bikes, but it's not, we don't have to conflict with a significant amount of car traffic. Okay. Uh, what about the extension on Bloor Street? That's a done deal, is it not? I hope not. This is another example where, you know, east-west, we, we need cars, uh, you know, vehicular traffic to move. Uh, and, you know, I would say this, that, that, you know, City Council is very in touch with the cycling community, but I don't think they're actually really in touch, you know, with a large part of the population that has to move around the city. And, you know, when you take out one whole lane of traffic for, uh, for cycling, um, that's you know less space and room for cars, and it's that's physics. You know, you want you, two things can't occupy the same amount of the, the same space. What that's going to mean? More congestion, more gridlock, and you know we talk a lot about wanting to address congestion, but and gridlock. But when you put these bi- bicycle lanes in, you're actually making making congestion and gridlock worse. Uh, yeah, uh, there's no question about that. Now, on the other side, I uh, gather that council has abandoned a kind of 10-year plan for expanding the, the bicycle infrastructure. And the criticism is that if you want to get people out of their cars and using bicycles, uh, you can't have these cycle lanes that, quote, go nowhere. You have to be able to get where you're going on a bicycle. Is that a reasonable criticism? Well, I mean, there's an argument that you need to have a network and you, you need to connect pieces. So if you, if you can't connect, if you're on a journey um, and you have one cycle, one, uh, let's say one site on Sherburn, and, but, but you can't get off Sherburn to another cycle cycling lane, that, that becomes a little challenge, especially if, you know, you're riding with your family and your kid, you have kids and such things like that. But by the same, uh, in a, but, but, but you also have to consider the fact that there has to be proper consultation. Hello? Denzel Minnenwong? City staff. Sorry. Mo- Sorry? Sorry? Can you repeat that? We lost you for a bit. Oh. Well, what I was trying to say is we need to, the cycling plan is so aggressive um, that we, it needs to get slowed down to consult properly and effectively with communities because they use this idea of putting it in a network, but it comes at the expense of talking meaningfully with neighborhoods that may not want these, um, uh, these cycle paths and, and, and the cycle, cycling lanes and where, you know, to connect these in neighborhoods, so for example, in Thorncliffe Park and in Flemington, where they just don't want them and they were put in, and they just say, well, we have to build out a network, but they're still making the community very angry. Uh, There's also going to be a pilot project on the Danforth, and it it seems like a very big one. You know, the original Bloor Street one uh, went to Shaw Street, and this one from Broadview all the way to Dawes Road, that seems like a, a very long way. I think you're going to have a lot of angry business owners. You're going to have a lot of angry business owners. You know, all those restaurants in Greektown, they depend upon uh, that 
you know, the parking on that street for, for their, their businesses to thrive and be successful. And I don't know, you know, a lot of people go down there, you can't find a parking space, there are going to be even fewer parking spaces. And my, my prediction is what the city will do is they will say, they, they, will, they will have a consultation process that they'll try to tip the scales in favor of the bike lanes by widening, widening it, widening out the consultation area so that the business owners, their voices aren't heard and aren't given enough um, uh, enough say in in this whole arrangement. Okay, so how would you how would you like to see everything proceed, or is it a done deal? You know, um, again, I have to apologize to our callers because uh, we're having an issue with our phones. So I know people are trying to get through, uh, but um, we're having a little problem now. Hopefully, we will fix it very soon. Uh, but. Uh, people think when they see something like a pilot project, what they're thinking is uh, Trojan pilot horse. project, Schmilet project. This is a done deal. They think it's a Trojan horse. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I I can understand I can understand how they feel about that. You know, Libby, what I think that we should be looking at is secondary roads, not main arteries where people that people use to get in and out of the city and their major roads for travel plans. Um, let's find secondary roads that we can use that that where we don't where we could put in um, where we where we can put in um, bike paths, but we don't have to have such a fight. Um, why can't we you know work look at ways at, at complementing uh, vehicles and uh, and cyclists and pedestrians, and we don't have to do it by knocking out the main arteries where people uh, need to drive and to get to work and and uh, that we're going to make congestion and gridlock even worse. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see how all of this shakes out. People, again, I'm sorry that we can't be taking your calls right now. Uh, keep trying in the next segment. Uh, everything will be fine for Free For All Friday tomorrow, so uh, please call back. And thank you so much, Councillor Denzel Minnan-Wong. Thanks, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.